Yo, I'm trying to get my sterling up in the city. So since we play, as soon as my child can walk, it's straight project Mbappé. Bunnel with a verbal, as soon as I hear that whistle, we get straight to the action. Come on, lads, where's the passion? Do like Alan Matsini, wear headbands for the fashion. If the defenders drop back, we counter and then attack them. I got my eye on the ball, I got my eye on the ball, yeah. Uh, I got my eye on the boat. Uh, I got my eye on the boat. Yeah, I got my eye on the boat. Ooh. I got my eye on the boat. Yes, yes, people, you already know where it is. It's eyes on the ball, but as you can see, actually eyes on the court. Um, that place where we speak NBA, we talk hoops, we speak about everything relevant, um, all the storylines, all the debates. You know, you can get them right here. Obviously, before we get into the show, got my favorite people, my co-hosts. Mm. Uh, what else can we? What else can give me some adjectives, lads? What, what are we? The brethren. Colleagues, the teammates. <laughs> but now, nah, man, what are you might saying? Are you good? They are, man. We're good, man. The NBA, hey, the NBA, like, I love the NBA, man. I love the NBA, so it's always good to get together and, and talk hoops, man. Yeah, it's, it's, it's NBA finally, actually, no, no, finally, NBA has my full attention now because it's taking, taking center stage. Yeah, it's taking center stage. It's just time to shine. Once All Star break comes, it's like, yeah, let's go. So, fam, one thing that even caught my attention is the fam. Obviously, Steph Curry can play basketball, but fam, he cannot dress. Oh my days! <laughs> he cannot dress. That was awful. That was awful. Did you see what? Did you not see what you wore? I don't remember the outfit. Oh what? my days! I wish I, it's like I wish a I black. Oh, it's jacket, too late. But it's like a like some Undertaker jacket with yeah. some boots, with some weird pants, like like it just yeah, same one we like, call them pants. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> honor of him, innit? <laughs> Like, some things you gotta leave to Russ. Let Russ do that one. Yeah, because yeah. Russ can get with it. Russ Harden, I think Harden can dress. No, Obviously. Shea, Shea is the Shea best guy. Shea, Shea, DeAndre Russell, Shea's. Uh, I think Russ is not good. I think LeBron's underrated. You know, LeBron. Yeah, nah. he's, he's you, you know what it is though? It's because he's old. Uh, yeah, he's old. He's older. He's older. Because Russ, I think Russ is number one for me, innit? I think for me, shit. Russ is too out there, man. No, no, Russ. Not everyone can pull off what Russ does. That's why I like it. Like I got Shay. It's Shay. Shay style, yeah. Shay style is nuts. Kelly Oubre, Devin Booker, Kelly Oubre, Jason Tatum as well. I think is underrated. Daniel Russell, Daniel must like Kuz then. Kuz that we wear, you know. No, no, no. That pink jumper. That long jumper. Do you know who else can't dress? Lamelo fam. No, 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 it's terrible. No, what? Hey, what no, you went to like that, um, that purple suit? What the nah, purple? No, it's terrible. Nah, nah, I, just, just take it it. I liked it still. I liked yeah, it. Yeah, take it back to the bin. I don't know where you went. <laughs> hey, listen, if the whip is the same color, you that's a flex. <laughs> I mean, okay, fair enough. Away from the whip is not good. You got Dwayne yeah. Bacon as well. Ben Bacon can dress. Chris Paul is congested as well. Like, look, I, I, I pick, look. When it comes to NBA fashion fits, I'm on it every single day. I'm looking <laughs> who wore what last night. I'm trying to see. So, yeah. But the certain man in the NBA just wear tracksuits. Yeah, great <laughs> tracksuit. I see Jaron Jackson Jr. sometimes just tracksuit fan. Jamal Murray, Tech Fleece. Jamal Tech Um, what's Giannis? Giannis is good. We can't slander, man. Them like Jerry Allen, though. 
Man yeah, tries slandering him because he wears what loafers and then some chinos. No, no, uh, no. He's a hundred million yeah. dollar man, bro. He wants to dress the way he wants to dress in it. Like, fam, mm-hmm. he can. Look, um, he's like, putting his get... money in other spots. This is oh. why Ross is where he is because once you get to a certain tax bracket, no one can say anything about what you wear. Fam, it's literally like Steph. No one can like we can say Steph dress badly, but he's not going to listen to us. Oh, like, listen. Steph will wear whatever the hell he wants. Exactly. To be to be honest, when you get when you're earning that kind of money, you're not even in a tax bracket because, like, it just it's just stupid amounts of money. But anyway, let's not let's not um divert our attention away from what we need to do today. There's a lot to get into. Um, obviously, just going to be a bit strict with the time. It's just so that we get into everything that we need to get into today. There's a lot of juicy, juicy topics. A lot of things happening around the league. There's so much to break down to discuss. I'm, like, I'm actually excited because I know there's going to be an argument today. And that's what <laughs> I want. I want a nice little juicy debate today, man. Um, but, Nadim, in fact, Nadim, what, what are you feeling like? You know you know what's on the order. What, what are you feeling? What do you want to talk first? Uh, ooh. I like the MVP conversation because I feel like we're going to get different answers. Smart man, yeah. smart man. Yeah, he had to go with the MVP. Yeah, it has to be. It has to be after what Morant did last night. The Rose has, has been to. doing. Uh, Embiid, still Jokic. Honest, yeah. a, you know, I'm going to throw. Even Devin Booker got 12 assists the other night, filling in for point for CP. So, best record like, in the league by a mile. Yeah, I feel like this as well. This is one of those years we had this. I can't remember what year we had this. But literally, you can just put a hat, put every name in the hat, pick one out, and make the case for them, and be right. So it's literally, it's going to go down to like the final week of who is the MVP of this league. Yep. But I don't like, I feel like it's going to, it's so like, uh, it, it changes so fluidly. Do you know what I mean? I feel like, obviously that comes with the territory, but it's just like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't want it to be like a minor detail, like some a small preference as to what yeah. reason why someone wins it or it costs someone. Do you know what I mean? What do you mean? What do you mean by that? Just something small like, oh, I don't like the way someone does this. So I don't like, I don't like that they get all their, a lot of their points from the free throw line. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? Something minor like that to potentially yeah. cost someone an MVP. I don't like yeah. the idea of that. No, I agree with you because it's beginning to get for Embiid. Because people are beginning to say watching him and Harden play, exactly. even though it's just been two games, is annoying because they get to the free throw line a lot. My only simple, don't foul them. It's really that simple. Just don't simple. foul them. Exactly. So, yeah. I mean, sometimes the calls are a bit, yeah, but I mean, the guy's earned that. He's earned the calls. Like, I don't, he didn't call it. He just took the free throws. So, yeah. And listen, the call yeah. might be a bit spooky here and there. A lot of me should be getting to the free throw line 25 times. But come on now. I the, saw guy, the guy is a beast. Yeah, yeah, no, the guy is just a beast. Yeah, yeah, no. But I'm, look, at the end of the day, I think when I, if you bring it back to the MVP race, I think the person who wins it will deserve it. In my opinion, I don't think anyone who wins it is necessarily shagged. Um, I do think that You liked that, yeah. yeah. You liked that a little bit still, but um, yeah. <laughs> I guess when he when he comes back, he can chime in. But um, yeah. I I I understand what he was saying, and that I agree that whoever whoever wins it will deserve it. I agree with that. Yeah. But I also feel as though the some of the the guys who don't win it 
they're also deserving. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't, I don't think Demar Derozan will actually get it if I'm being honest, but I feel like he he would deserve it. Do you know but, what I mean? There's a lot of guys yeah. that would deserve it. Let me ask you a question. You think the MVP race has become a bit of a popularity contest then? Because if you start having that conversation about Demar Derozan, what he's done this season is MVP worthy. Facts. And if you ask, start talking about who deserves it, he deserves it as much as any of those guys. Same thing with Jamaran. But is there kind of a thing now where with social media and stuff and like all the highlight plays and Giannis gets highlight plays and Bede is a character, you know, Jokic is doing behind the back passes and Damar, as we say, is just fundamentals, pure fundamentals. And that doesn't sell that he might get checked out of being the MVP. Yeah, I, I agree that it's kind of like who catches the biggest wave. Mm. Do you get what I mean? Because... um. As we said with um, Joel had, had a run where he was putting up 35, 35, 40, 40. So he yeah. he had a wave. Do you know what I mean, mm-hmm. he took over the conversation. He was a leader in the clubhouse. Now you're seeing people come out and saying this jaw. And I don't yeah. think anyone's wrong for saying that, but it just feels like I'm not going to say because he it, he had 50. So it was a big time performance, but I'm not going to say that puts him in the MV, number one in the MVP yeah. race. Do you know what I mean? Even Jokic, a lot of people in the analytics community are rallying for Jokic. Like, a lot mm-hmm. of people... Like, pe- you wouldn't actually deep how many people are saying that Jokic should win the MVP. Um, mm-hmm. And it's a lot of people in the analytics community. And that's what I'm saying. I don't want it to be as though... It's basically just... You're just riding the momentum. You're riding the yeah. wave. And that's what gets you the award. I want it to be... But then again, it's hard. To- There's no actual criteria. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? It's all relative. Yeah. See, that's the thing. Because I feel like... Even though the NFL is there's no criteria in the NFL as well, it feels like with each year everyone kind of knows who the MVP is that yeah. we can really tell. With the NBA, maybe it's because there's more games, and so we, we kind of look over a long stretch so everyone and can I've, make their case. Because there's more stats. Yeah, with, with with in the NFL, it's pretty much it's yards, it's touchdowns. Yeah, and how NBA, many like, interceptions did you throw? Do you get what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. In the NBA, it's points, rebounds, assists, PER wins. Yeah. All that type of thing, but narrative let's, let's, as well. I'm, narrative that might even be the biggest part because that's the worst part. I think about the NBA kind of MVP award is that a lot of it coming to the season is narrative. Like you're coming into this season, and one of the things I don't like that's going against Giannis and 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 the joke and and Jokic is the fact that they won it before, so you get the feeling of MVP bias or no, um, yeah. um, um they don't want to vote for them again or yeah. uh, what's it voter voters um. Fatigue. Voter fatigue, yeah. So people don't want to vote for them anymore. But then you look at what Giannis is doing. He's, he's leading the league in scoring, bro. I think he's leading the and he's scoring. not playing as many minutes as these guys. So he's literally coming in for half an hour, dominating the game and going to sit on the bench. Bro. But let's get into uh, some specifics in Like, yeah. how would you... I think it's pretty consensus that as you, you name the five guys that are in the mix. And I believe yeah. all five of them have a chance to win the MVP. That's mm. Jokic, Embiid, Giannis, Jar, and Demar, Demar yeah. DeRozan. So, how how where are you at right now? How would you rank them from one to five right now in terms of your MVP? Uh, I think it'd be Embiid, Jokic, Jar, Giannis, Demar, or maybe switch Giannis and Jar a bit. Or maybe the thing is that three to five for me is a bit, I could rank them differently, but because I'm even thinking that maybe I disrespected Demar. 
I might even put the Martha. So it's a weird one. I, I feel like the first, the first and for me, one and two, that's it right now. I think it's, it's Embiid and Jokic. The two best mm. big men in the league are going for it together because I think they've been, for me, there's two standout players in the NBA, especially in the last few months. Mm. But yeah, I, I think it's one of those where, as you said, anyone could catch fire. Like, but this is what the Martha Rosen is doing. He's, he's caught fire. Bro. So does he deserve to be? Give him more respect, but I think the way Embiid is playing, I think he's right now he's on another level. And as well, I think the great thing about Embiid now is he's healthy. He's not missing games anymore because yeah. of, he's not lingering and got any lingering issue issues. And he's doing he, it on both ends of the court. He's doing it and he's playing hard every single night. And not to say the others aren't, but when Embiid plays hard, he makes his presence presence felt in a way that others don't. So sure. for me as well, I just think again with the narrative. What he had to contend with this season, all the noise around his team, the fact that necessarily they weren't the best roster, and to be able to put them in the position where they were, I think it's impressive. And I think, you know, I, I just think right now he's playing the best basketball in the league. I think it's just that's why he's my MVP right now. Yeah, I agree with all the points that you made, bro. He's the most dominant player in the league right now. Mm-hmm. He's getting buckets over double teams, getting buckets over anybody. Um, doing it in multiple ways. Um, as you, as we said, he, he's been on a tear. Like, he had that month where he was basically averaging 40. Now yeah. he's giving you 35, 37. And now Harden's here. He's getting easy buckets as well. So, I've still got him number one. Yeah. I've still yeah. got him number I, one for sure. I saw that play, the pick and roll play, where, you know, Harden this just passed it off to him. I don't think I've seen Embiid have that in a long time. Bro, that Embiid was... hasn't had a... Embiid has yeah. never had a pick and roll partner. The the closest thing he had was um Seth Curry. Yeah. But and those remember, weren't pick and rolls, those were dribble handoffs. Dribble handoffs. And because Jimmy Butler hand in the and, and play passes like that. Jimmy Butler as well used to they used to do it, but it wasn't as prevalent because Jimmy Butler wasn't, I guess, the passer or the threat that James Harden exactly is. So yeah, I think Embiid is gonna have. The, he's been dominating the way he's been dominating on teams that haven't been great, like haven't been that well constructed. And I think I now, think he's only gonna be even more dominant yeah, now. Harden, yeah. table. it's about to get worse. That's it's what I'm saying. And we we've seen the start of it. Yeah. Um, we'll get into that a little bit more because I do, yeah. you know, I want to pat myself on the shoulder, on the back <laughs> a little bit in terms of that. But um, my one, I, as I said, I got Embiid number one. Hmm. I got Demar number two. Because I just feel like um, if we're talking about narrative, this mm. guy was highly disrespected coming yeah. into this season. Um, they said that his game is is, is basically a relic. It's, it's a it's a thing of the past. No one can be dominant. Um, fundamentals. Do you got what I mean? No one can be yeah. dominant. Exactly. If, if you've got the fundamentals and you're doing it in the mid-range. Um, so I got Demar number two. I got Jokic number three. I got Jar number four. And then I got Giannis number five. Explain that. Why do you have Jokic above Jar? Oh, Jokic is Jokic is having a monster season right now. Jokic, mm. no Jamal Murray, no um, Michael Porter Jr. No Michael Porter Jr. Exactly. Um, it's 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 not as though neither of them is doing anything wrong. Mm. I just think um, Jokic is carrying his team, and he hasn't got two of his best players. Do you know what I mean Desmond Bain is balling? Jaren Jackson Jr. is in the Defensive Player of the Year com- um, conversation. So Jar's got more help and in Jokic. Jokic is giving you 26, 14, and 8, man. Like yes, that was his MVP numbers, basically, or just less. Bro, these are better numbers than he had in his MVP mm-hmm. year yeah. than last year. 
He he was not giving you fourteen rebounds a night. Giving you fourteen yeah, like, boards, and as well, his defensive uh, yeah. players and he's well. basically running point for them. Yeah, mm. no facts, man. I, I, look, I I totally get that, and I think it's it's literally splitting hairs between a lot of these guys. I, I personally have Jar above um, Jokic, and maybe I do lean towards more of what I believe will be a um, part of the thinking in it. I mean, you could make the argument that yeah. Um, Jokic doesn't have his help and is obviously doing well with his team. Um, but Jar, like, currently has uh, Memphis as the free seed. They've won the same amount of games as the Warriors as well. So, I mean, they're, they're out of the two seed by, I think it's one game or two games. I think they've lost either one or two more games than the Warriors. So he's basically pushing for this two seed. I mean, you could say that Desmond Bain has had a great season, most improved player. He's definitely in the conversation, but he definitely wasn't in the conversation at the beginning of the season. So I don't think that should change based on the fact of how he's been able to develop. I think he's been able to develop because Jar has a, like has contributed to that. Of course, coaching and everything to do with that has allowed Desmond Bain to become a better player for sure. But I think Jar, the, being the facilitator that he is, doing what he's been able to do on the court, being so entered. I know it's like, it's not, it's not, it's, it's the intangibles as well. Do you know what I mean? I think Jokic is that Joker. He's got this skill set, this special skill set that is so great and peculiar to him because of his makeup and everything. But who are you going to go and pay to watch? You're paying to watch Jar, I think, eight out of 10 times. I think I will like to see Jokic twice in it, but... After a while, I think I would get bored. Like, Jar, like, fam, like, that brother. Like, I, I, I like to tweet. I always look at tweets and stuff like that and see how they're pushing certain guys on social media. There was a tweet I really liked. I think it was from Sports Center, And it was just about the, the, the show, the spectacle that Jar was able to give, even with that. So let's use what's in our minds, the 52 points. He had the deep three. He had the poster. He had the buzzer beater. He had the 50-point game. Like, bro, like, he, he had everything in that night. And it was just the fact that he's just a showstopper. He's got, he's got that, he's got the hybrid of. I, I said it on the show time ago, and I think now American media are trying to run with it. But he's got that um, Westbrook, Derrick Rose crossbreed about him. Like he's got that little, he's got the burst of pace, the energy. He's got the explosion at the rim. Like and but, but even his finishing package is Kyrie. Oh, you know what I mean? It's Kyrie esque, exactly. So you can add that. So that, that's why and the, the Grizzlies doing better than the Nuggets being in the same conference. And I personally think that, like, of course, the Grizzlies now is clear for us to see that they have the better team. I don't think it was as easy to say that at the beginning of the season, in it. Um, so I, I MPJ jumped. MPJ was here. It was about. Yeah. Yeah, at the beginning yeah, of the season, isn't it? but in terms of Joe, I've said it. Listen, the guy is the most electrifying man in sports entertainment. Like, he, there's not a better show in sports right now than Java, right? I've said that for the past month. That he, even when I speak to like people that don't really watch the NBA, I, I that's how I describe him the most electrifying man in sports entertainment, and I don't yeah, think that's hyperbole. He's the rock, he's the rock. Listen, the rock made that, 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 um, that. Name for a reason. John Morant's taking that crown. Nadim disagrees, though. Nadim, who's the most electrifying man in sports? It's one I'm going to... I wasn't disagreeing. I was just thinking about all the people that I watch. Because, you know, I've got that portfolio. But um, but no one's giving you highlights like Ja right now, bro. No one. Yeah, but that's the reason. You see, that's one of the reasons why I was scared for the MVP race. Because Ja gets the highlights. And all these guys get the highlights. And Damar really doesn't, apart from... Exactly. Same as Jokic. I'm word for him. But I feel like... 
Giannis fit is a bit like Giannis is still some stuff this season, and especially the numbers, but his team aren't performing as well as they should. Be. But when you look at the wing depth, then the team is not as good as it was last season. The wing depth isn't as there as much. Like Brook Lopez has been gone for most of the season. He's had to log more minutes at center than he's ever had to do before. And yet they still thrive defensively and offensively, he's still been just as good, if not better. I feel like let's not underplay what Giannis is doing. Like he is having an incredible season. I get that man. in I'm short gonna, minutes. I'm gonna underplay it, man. Because when you look he's at the bar- to fatigue. No, no, and no, even no, said I'm gonna underplay it. I'm gonna underplay it because that at the end of the day, look, I, I disagree wholeheartedly with that narrative that there's there's a such thing as voters fatigue. If Giannis was the best player in the league, Giannis is the best player in the league. Nah, no, I'm saying I disagree with it, as in I don't like that thing of Verbitig. Oh, okay, okay, okay. But if a guy isn't, if a guy has won it two years in a row, because he's won it two years in a row, we're now not going to vote for him. I hate that. I think that's wrong. I agree, but it's, it agree. does happen. Though. It does. Yeah, happen. No, 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 I know it yeah. happens. I think we're, you're misinterpreting what I'm saying. Yeah, I no, I, I know. Yeah, you, yeah, 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 you don't like it. I know it happens. I hate it though. But, like, this season, I just don't think he's, like, in that race. He's got the numbers to justify it. I understand the reasoning behind it as well. The team's not as good as it was, so he's had to do more for his team. And he's still performing to a high standard and whatnot. But you also have to remember that I think the Bucks, especially when the Eastern Conference has gotten more competitive, so the Bucks have been able to dominate the Eastern Conference when it wasn't at its most competitive. Now the Eastern Conference is at its most competitive. The Bucks still have their core. And one of the things that I keep forgetting who mentioned the Bucks as their favourites, was it Nadim or was it you? No, it was me. Yeah. One of the things that Darren pointed to as to why they were favourites, not just because they're the reigning champs, but also because of the core that they had. Chris Middleton became the closer that um, people wanted him to become. Drew Holiday obviously became the defender, a big-time defender that you wanted him to be in the clutch moments. And fair enough, they've been injured in, at points during the, point, during the course of the season, but at the end of the day, they've just been guys that have performed better than him in terms of impact and winning, as no, well as because yeah, there'll be a, there'll be a day, there'll be a day yeah, no, the Bucks, yeah. Um, no 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 quickly last point there'll be a day the Bucks will get some big win and they'll be like rah yeah the Bucks like never forget about them then the next two games they'll lose to to, to meaty yeah. teams and you'll just be thinking like what's going on the teams that they'd smack and blow out yeah because I agree with you I think where I kind of push back on it is that I feel like in the conversation he's been pushed to the he's been pushed to the side a bit I'm just saying you can't forget Giannis like I don't I have him third because I think what he's doing this season I've been more impressed with him this season. yeah I'm third I've been, I've been more impressed with him this season than Probably last season and the year before, because I feel like he's so game who's, wait, just involved. Who's your top two? And beating Jokic, they my top. So two. you have him over the um, Rosen and Jar. You're you're smoking right now, yeah. Hot. Have you not seen what? Like, I feel like people aren't watching because I try. I keep up with Giannis now because he's my guy now. So I'm very biased. I'm, 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 but I love, I love, I love, I love what, what he's doing. I think that you, you can't go you, wrong with any of these guys. No, no, no. This is what I was gonna say though. I think that there's four guys where you can't go wrong with any, but Giannis, for me, splitting hairs is still the consistent fifth in everyone's list, in most people's list. I, I, I can't agree. I can't. He's fifth yeah, in my list, but yeah. I wouldn't say he's consensus fifth. Yeah, because I, if I'm actually, if I'm, if you're actually, you know, looking at it word for word, Giannis is more valuable, or has been more valuable than 
Do you know what I mean? DeMar DeRozan. Do you know what I mean? But I, I, I got DeMar <laughs> above him in my list because because Giannis is a two-way player. Do you know what I mean? DeMar ain't giving you anything on D. But I got DeMar higher in my list because the narrative, which we know plays, plays a factor in terms of the MVP, he's been the best fourth quarter player in the league, which is what we also know closing time, he's been the best closer in the league. Do you know what I mean? But when you're talking about value, I still give Giannis the edge, but yeah. I, I, I got DeMar number two, me. I mean, for me, what I said, I said one and two for me is set as of right now, but three, four, and five changes. But I, I just look at what Giannis has done over the entire season. He hasn't just caught like lighting in bustle. Like he has been doing more for this team than he's ever been asked to do. And he's doing it while playing at a higher level on the offensive end. That's why I was giving him. Hey, you know what? To, to ra- actually, your last, make your last point and then I'll have one last question so we can move on. Cool. I think more than anything, my my issue with that, with that is fair enough. Even if you do want to say that Giannis um, deserves to be interchangeable and whatnot, I do think it's a little bit on the over um, praising side for him to be above the Rosen and even using that point of catching light in a bottle. Actually, yeah, let me take it back. I take that back. That was that was how I mean. That's one. Two. The Bulls are second in the East, the harder conference this year, because largely because of DeRozan. And if we do want to bring in that point of um, weakened team and whatnot, he's had, he hasn't had Zach Levine in a while. Like, Zach Levine's been yeah, out. Zach Levine, it's, it's Caruso and Lonzo. They, man, yeah, have I mean, barely played all year. Bro, like, they've been out and he's still been able to hold it down. And then people Patrick Williams. Patrick, Patrick Williams. Exactly, I was going to say that about Patrick Williams. So he hasn't even had his full team. This year, and they've still been able to keep them afloat. So, for me, yeah. I think you can't have Giannis above the Rosen personally. Isn't it? One, no, one, yeah, yeah sorry. Yeah. Now, I was gonna right. say one last question before we move on, but let's let's keep it snappy so you can move on. It's a tough question, but I feel like it's a nice ask way to wrap, wrap up this topic. Is if you're building a team to win the chip this season, how would you rank these guys? Don't know, but that's so different. Giannis <laughs> See, that's why one. that's why I'm asking yeah. the question. Yeah, Giannis is number one as well. Yeah. Giannis is number one. Yeah, I mean, I've seen him do it. <laughs> He's done it. Yeah, yeah. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. I'll just give you yeah. the top three guys. Giannis is number one. Jokic is number two, and I'd have Jars number three. Jars, no indeed. Oh, you know what? I forgot. Oh my God. <laughs> Whoa. I forgot about Embiid. I'm so sorry. I, I was thinking of putting Embiid number one. Embiid's number two. Embiid's number two. Giannis is number one. Embiid's number two. And Jokic is number three. I just personally think it's when Jar, like, I need to see more from Jar to say that I'm going to build a team around okay. him. But when, if I was, if you were just to give me skill sets, I'm, I'm taking the guys who are bigs, man, first. They're just easier yeah. to build around. Yeah, that's the thing. I think it's it's weird to say, but I'd even probably go just based on history. I'd even have to go diversion of a jar, and it's not because that jar is not good. It's just because point guard don't win championships. Like it's just yeah. Steph and Isaiah and Chauncey Billups, really. Like it's like for all of D Rose and uh, Steve Nash and uh, Chris Paul and all these great point guards we've seen Westbrook, all these great guys haven't won championships. Even Iverson. My favorite. Bro, what is it yeah. that they say about the Spurs, bro? As great as the Spurs were, 
Tony Parker ain't winning a chip without. Yeah, it's Tony Parker. It was it was Tim oh, Duncan. I can't lie. I think Jaws a bit different to these guys. I you see what we said? Yeah, you say I mean, that. But Steve Nash was a problem back in the day, fam. They said Jason yeah. Kidd as well. Like you're it's, thinking of some. Steve Nash was unlucky. Cause let's not forget that um, I think it was game six when them guys he got he got hit. All them guys came off from the bench and they all got suspended. That mm. cost them the series. Um, injuries cost him as well. I think he was unlucky, but Jar. But you see, you see the injury thing a is different. the real thing for point guards as well because point guards do get banged around yeah, in the hurt. playoffs. For sure. Yeah, Chris, but exactly. So I mean, that's what I asked. Like as much as you say, Jar is the most electrifying, and of all the guys there, he's probably the one you want to see win a chip because of. The team he plays for, how he plays, and the fact that he entertains us all. But if all the guys are you're probably ranking fifth because just based on history, these point guards don't win championships that way. Mm. I I'm I I would say I was close between Joel and Giannis for number one. Because um I trust Joel late in the game, not Giannis. But in the playoffs, Joel has a history of getting fatigued. Yeah. Which is which is why I'd go Giannis. Do you know what I mean? Joel late in the game, he has moments where it's like he gets fatigued. But that's why I say this season is a big year for him. Yeah, I would argue he's never had a team for him to... to, Apart, to no, no, no. That Kawhi No, shot. that's not true. That no, but Kawhi it was shot. a Kawhi shot, though. Like, that, I don't blame Yeah, but the team was good enough, though. The team was good but enough. But the Raptors were also good enough to win that series, too. And the fact that yeah, it went obviously. To, that, to that Kawhi shot, for me, indicates that like, I can give that you makes point. my point though. That makes my point that I think Joel's good enough to, to be like a go to guy on the championship winning team. But this playoffs is going to be big for him, man. Him and Harden, yeah, 100%. As long as they're healthy, they've really got no excuses but to make the Eastern Conference finals at least, if not the NBA finals. Since to win the chip. Duties. I want to take over hosting duties quickly because one of the things inside our, inside our itinerary is that we won't talk about the Miami Heat. And Miami Heat are top of the East now, and they're looking good. Yep. Hey, they, they dealt with the Bulls. I don't know if you might watch that game. Yeah. So if them. you're saying that they have to make the Eastern Conference Finals, they where did they stack Where did they stack up in the East? And what do you think about Miami making it to the Eastern the Conference Finals? Finish is the two, the two seed, if not the one seed. So what about yeah, Miami? You're talking about the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm saying what we won't face Miami till the finals if... Because I think the 76ers will get two and Miami will be one or two. 76ers will be one or two. So Chicago is the three seed, right? Yeah, Chicago three seed. But well, And look, I obviously I love DeRozan, but the reason why I think he won't win the chip is because I do believe the Bulls will drop down just a bit in it. I don't think they will stay as the two seed. I don't. I, they're, they're even on a two-game losing streak right now, I believe. So. To be honest, I don't even think they'll be... They'll be favorite in many series as they face. Like even the Celtics, the that Celtics Bulls series would be cold. Like yeah. that would be a very be very nice games. series. Yeah, that'd be my type of series. Bucket games. That's like two on two, two on two. Literally, ah. two on two. Oh, literally, literally. Oh, that's that's the series. Bucket games. Uh, I'm watching every I'm single game. But in terms of the Miami Heat, Miami Heat are the team that you just cannot sleep on. The bad matchup for every single team because the roster is so complete. Mm-hmm. You got you got the leadership in Lowry, Jimmy. Um, you got your shooters, Hero, Duncan. They got depth. You got guys like Max Struess, um, Caleb Martin. Yeah, I had Duncan over guys yesterday. You got Bam, Bam, and Bam is Bam is stepping it up, stepping it up, um, it up the protecting the rim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, 
the Miami, the Miami Heat are a scary, scary team. I don't think any team wants to face them, especially in the first round. But you've got yeah. forgot one thing as well, Spolstra. Spolstra as well. Exactly. He will especially in the playoffs. Exactly. And that's the that's the issue when I, I think of them facing someone like a 76ers because he will game plan and scheme for hardening and beating away, which most coaches probably won't be able to. And he has the pieces and the the players to scheme them in a way. So I, I, I'm big on Miami. I think the only issue I have with Miami, and this is the issue I always have with them, is who is their go-to guy? Because Jimmy Butler doesn't always want to do it. Tyler Hero, we've never seen him do it. This is his first season of being that guy. I thought Victor Oladipo could be that guy, but he's injuries and, you know, he hasn't shown uh, the ability. Kyle never really been that guy. Never has Bam. So who is that go-to guy in the playoffs for them winning the bucket? But Jimmy has never, Jimmy has never consistently done it. That's my issue with him. And I think, I think that's why you need Hero to go back to being special. Yeah, but that's what you I need, always say about Miami. They need someone to be selfish. I always wanted Jimmy like just be selfish for once. But way. I think you can. I think you can have self because I think Jimmy's never gonna. He might not be the guy that takes all the shots and does all the like handles the ball in every possession down the stretch. But mm. he's not gonna disappear in the clutch. Yeah. You know what I mean, he, he might just need another guy with him that can make shots. And no, I think it's not even, it's not, Tyler Hero needs not to even, be that guy. It's not even just in the clutch. There are just moments in the game where I, I always, that that that, that assir- the playoffs always the moments in the game where I feel like I need him to be aggressive and he becomes very passive. And not because he's scared of the moment, it's just because he's trying That's to his play game. the team game. And I'm always sometimes I think the best players get the feel when I need to be a bit selfish. I've always found that with LeBron, like he's I always found that, the though. right balance. I hear it, but I think there's also, and we obviously mentioned it a little bit, but there's a bit of that Spurs kind of um, mm. um, nature of, about that Heat team. Do you know what I mean? With Bam as the center, almost like Tim Duncan, and then you got the, the the pieces around it. Lowry has always been one of the greatest team players. You can have on your on your on your roster. You don't have Jimmy Butler, another team player who wants to win for his team. Then you got Tyler Hero. You got the nice pieces that Darren has already mentioned. So for me, I just think they're an awkward matchup for every single team in the East. Exactly. Like you don't want to play that team because there isn't necessarily one guy to guard. Even go back to when they were at their peakest of peak when they showed that they had potential, where they got to the finals in the bubble. The reason why they got to the finals is because. There wasn't one guy you could just guard on one night and say, we're going to lock you and the rest are going to... Bro, one night it'll be Duncan Robertson who's just shooting the lights out. Next night it'll be Tyler Hero. Yeah. Next night it'll be Jimmy Butler. Next night it'll be... Bad Even Prouder will hit four or five threes. Even was coming on to knock down a couple threes as well. Like so, And then you then add... You then make the addition... That, and I think this was a steal. And people, again, another underrated steal. PJ Tucker. PJ. Played. Mm-hmm. He, he, he doesn't need to get... The Bucks to, miss him. The Bucks miss bro, him. Yeah. There was something that was said today by Pep in football, obviously, but I'm I'm going to draw the analogy, fam, and I, I I wholeheartedly believe this in the NBA as well, in basketball. Fam, Pep was Pep was saying, fam, we're too heavy, heavy on statistics, statistics, judging players on statistics, that there are guys who improve the team so much yeah. without getting anything. Bro, PJ will never get more than 10 points in a night, but yeah. you see he's playing... You see his impact in the, in the, in the wing column. Bro, do you know what I'm saying? 
bro, who he's guarding on that night, who he's limiting to a couple of points. Those little flicks and deflections here and there, just the impact that he has driving that team forward, starting week, night in, night out, playing games we consistently, bro. That's Those are the intangibles that win you games in basketball. So the Heat, yeah, and obviously it is something that we were talking about anyway, they're, they're a problem. Like, we cannot mm-hmm. keep on the Heat time. Them, them, and I agree so much with what you said and what Pep said that those guys are invaluable, bro. Like the guys that don't fill up the stat sheet, but are, are adding yeah. Caruso, Marcus Smart, yeah. Lonzo Ball, mm-hmm. Draymond Green, them man Steven like that, Adams. Stephen Adams. Do you know what I mean? Them man like that are invaluable because you they basically just they just give you quality minutes. Yeah. Like you can play them 30, 40 minutes, and you're never saying raw. I need to get someone else in or I'm worried about this portion of the game. And them men are giving you consistent production. But guys, we need to touch on the Philadelphia 76ers. Why? And, talk about? and firstly, my first point, I'm coming full circle. Before I watched them play, I said they're the favourites in the East. I said I got carried away, went back to Milwaukee. <laughs> and, now, and now I'm going back to Philly. I told I'm back to Philly. Having having seen that duo is scary hours for the league, man. Them because I, the, the the issue is even you may have individuals who can match up with Harden because I can confidently say there's no one in the league stopping Joel Embiid right now, and and, and I'd see the same thing panning out in the playoffs because even if you double team him, he's passing well out the double team, he's hitting that. Turn around baseline J over two defenders. I don't think there's anyone playing the league right now that you can say, oh, I got him for Joel. Like, no. And then James, Joel's gonna be setting picks for whoever's guarded James. Do you know what I mean? So what so how are you gonna defend that? Like, how are you gonna defend that pick and roll? You got Tyrese Maxi who has shown Tobias Harris that listen, bro. I know <laughs> you might be on you might be on some big dollars, but I'm the third best player on this team. Do you know what I mean? Like I, Listen, the Philadelphia 76ers are the favourites in the East and they are looking scary right now. I'm going to... Let me chime in. Obviously, seeing as they're my team. Um, what, what did I tell you guys? What did I tell you guys? Whoa, whoa, whoa. What do you mean? You man was hesitating when I said that they're the favourites. No, no, no. I, I have always... Nadim, I've always said that since that Harden trade, I said they were the favourites, bro. Whoa, I said, I might have to go back and watch the tape. Without see, yeah, you have to load it up, load up the tape, fam. Without even seeing them play a game, fam, I knew that because it, it goes back to what we were discussing on the show, like, fam, when you've got and fair enough in this situation, it's not even a wing gut, it's not even a wing, um, big. Um, it's a it's a guard big. It's wing because big. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You could make the argument. Yeah, definitely. So, what makes it so killer? What makes it have that killer instinct is the fact that both players are being put in situations where their strengths are elevated. Why was everyone yeah. so scared about the LeBron AD partnership? I'm not saying Harden and Embiid are LeBron and AD when they won their chip, but they might as well be. Embiid right now is probably the best centre in the league. And Harden is definitely a top five guard in the league, if not top three. So, like, they, they are definitely, definitely one of the most lethal, lethal combinations in the league. You now have Tyrese Maxey, who's available, waiting in the wings. 
Because we have Tobias Harris that's doing his thing. I think getting DeAndre Jordan because they said they're going to pursue him aggressively. Just to have a backup there is very, very good because I think that is definitely needed just to have the numbers. Because the only weakness I see in this team that could potentially come to undo them is probably depth. But when you get to the playoffs anyway, it's short man rotations. It's like six, six, seven man rotations and they won't need the endless amounts of depth. You now look at the two games that they've been able to play. Yes, they've not been able to play against top, top teams. However, we can still draw key, key narratives from it. One of the biggest things that I will draw up before I pass to Unidim is we are going to be bullying teams at the free throw line. Like that, you're just going to be fouling, 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 fouling. Bro, Embiid is averaging right now about nine free throws a game on, on 81% shooting at the free throw line. 81%. Um, Harden. 11 free throw attempts a game on 94% on 94% free throw shooting. Just look at those numbers. You're 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 taking basically two of the best free throw shooters to the line and allowing them. And if you don't, they're gonna just get easy twos. And then you have the added benefit of having that three. I think as great as Seth Curry was, as great as he was as a shooter, and as skeptical as I was about losing one of our best shooters, you just remember that you literally get a Seth Curry rolled into a playmaker, rolled into a better defender in Harden, who Harden's defense is underrated, by the way. Um, and no, 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 it is, it is, it is. It's not, it's not that I'm laughing at. It's just, it's <laughs> I know not, why you're laughing. I actually know why you're laughing. I think I know anyway. Yeah. But yeah, like, so, bro, man, we're looking like a really special team. And that's why I said we're coming for that charge of either the number one spot or the number two seed in the, in the, in the Eastern Conference, man. Yeah, I mean, this is what I was laughing at is because when I said this last season, when the Nets were... I knew you were going to say that. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> well, no, uh, this is what I the Sixers... I the light because he's on my team now. He's on my oh, team. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah. But no, but this is what the Sixers have been missing around Embiid especially, that perimeter player. And for a long time with Ben Simmons there, Ben Simmons is a, a great NBA talent, of course, but it didn't fit. And at times, the offense looked like four and five. The perimeter wasn't open. Players were struggling to get shots, easy shots. And three-point was just what... Just perimeter play was terrible anyway. I think now with Harden, the game just opened up so much. Like for everyone, not just Embiid. And for Embiid in particular, he's going to get the easiest points he's ever had in his career. Like he's getting dump-offs, like pick and roll action. Like He... We'll, re- we'll really get double team now because of Harden there. And I think it's just, it's the perfect compliment. And I think if MB could have picked anyone in the league and said, who's your perfect compliment? James Harden's in the top three people he would have picked. So I-, I think it's, the, I think it's perfect. I don't know how the Sixers looking at it now, thinking Sixers just turned a bad situation to a best, into the best situation. However, what I will say is it's two games. There's still a lot of games to go. However, it does look good. And from what I've seen, this is something that you could carry into the playoffs as well. And when it comes to depth as well, I think your top five, six players are good. Seven players are good in the NBA, especially in the playoffs. You'll be fine. You know, we don't need 10-man rotations in the playoffs. So as long as they're ready for that, everyone stays healthy. Sixes will be tough to contend with. I think the what I will say, though, is for me, I don't really look at the lack of playoff success as a, as a barometer for, for Embiid. I don't think Embiid's ever had the the kind of the team. Not he had the 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 Jim Butler team, but he hasn't had the I guess the aura around a certain team where everyone believes that's that's the team that can win yeah. in a way. So I think 
this is his first time. So I give him the benefit of the doubt and say he'll shine in the playoffs. He doesn't seem like someone that will shrink to me. So, yeah, I think they'll be fine. But, yeah, the East is tough. And I don't, if they face the Miami Heat, that'll be a very interesting series. But, yeah, I like what I've seen so far. And I think it's it's just the perfect fit, if I'm being honest. It's, it's the perfect fit. Like, it just looks good on paper and on the court. And I think the main reason why it's a perfect fit is because both guys can be amazing on the same play. Do you know what I mean? It's not my turn, your turn. It's not that. Do you know what I mean? Both of them, James Harden can take a step back free and B can crash the glass and still be dominant. Do you know what I mean? They can run pick and rolls. And um, do you know what I mean? Harden averaging, what, 12 assists a game, had a career night in assists. Um, and Harden's level of motivation right now is, is up. You might can see already. I think he's on a diet. He's looking slimmer. That step I back thought, three is falling now. I thought he was carrying a little hamstring hamstring injury this whole season. <laughs> hamstring 100%. Bro, now. You can't do that, bro. Because right in your team, bro, there's a guy that's, I'm not going to say claiming mental health issues, but he's been, he's out. And I want to see how quickly he comes back after March, March the 12th when we play the Nets. I want to see how quickly he comes back. Have I said two things can be true now? Two things can be true. Wow, it was not mutually exclusive. I didn't say anything. I just said all I said was all I said was when I was here defending Harden at the beginning of the season, saying that his play will come on. He's got a little hamstring injury. He's still rehabbing. Yeah, I was with you. Was I think Harden will get better. But now he's fine. Apparently, he's getting dropped that's in twenty nine. That's because he's in Philly. He's in Philly now, though. That's why I said it was cheeky. We're gonna see Ben Simmons no look dimes. The day after he misses that game against, I'm him. not here defending Ben Simmons. I haven't said it. What, what am I saying? What am I saying? If you're Ben Simmons, do you play that game? Yeah, no you play. It. If you're that guy, well, you play. Yeah, well, I know play for what? Play for what? <laughs> <laughs> what am I going to play? Why not? Actually, you know what? The only way I play it is if I'm looking at it in in the big picture in terms of I don't want the first time I go back to Philly to be in the playoffs. Mm. That will be Gaza. You know his heart will be pounding. You know he won't even. That's his heart will be pounding. But the you thing know, is, he, he the, chose the, the wrong city to leave. Boy, fair enough. But the difference is, look, I'll say one thing, and it's rare from me because I don't really like back in Ben Simmons. But one thing that he does have in his corner is that he won't be relied upon to generate offense in that team, and. He can focus on what he is good at. And we know he's a great defender in that team. He can stop and limit transitions. He can guard the best player on the opposing team. Um, and I think that that will help elevate his game. That will help him become a better player, knowing that he doesn't have the responsibility to, 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 to be the offensive juggernaut that he was expected to be at Philly. And on top of that, I think that KD and Kyrie are underrated playmakers as well, man. They will find Ben Simmons too. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm. Like when he's um, charging into the lane and and finishing off the easy layups. That's all that will be expected and required of him. So, do you, I, I, yeah. I, just a question for you in a minute. Yeah. Do you agree with that? Because now that the news has come out that um, even though the law has actually changed in New York, Kyrie can sit on the sideline. He won't actually be able to still play in home games, which is ridiculous. I don't. I still think that. Ben Simmons is going to have a bigger role at home. Like Dragic, Dragic yeah. hasn't played, even though they signed him. Is is Dragic good enough to replace Kyrie Irving? I think the hope is that he will not replace, but he will make up some of what Kyrie 
doesn't won't be able to do at home. Look, I, to be honest, I actually I was praying to my God last night. And I was praying that at some stage the the rule gets changed and Kyrie will be playing. You know, in uh, it ain't happening, you know, bro. You, know, like, you see, where there's a God, there's a way. Not happening. Where there's a God, there's a way. No, but I, 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 I too, the way that the way the mayor was talking, I can see it changing. But, oh, um, it. The way he was talking is like, I want to see, I want to see, I want to see a championship. Come said, I really want to see our see you win a trip. But it was nothing with the Knicks, so you can't change it for one person. Yeah, but you messed up the first part. The first part is I really want to see it happen, and for yeah. it to happen. anyway, look, different conversation. But I think, look, you'll probably be required to do more at home. But I think the Nets have enough guard play at the moment where they can sort of make up for the fact that Kyrie is not there. And they won't be able to replace Kyrie. I don't think anyone in the NBA can really replace Kyrie. Well, there's a few. But they can make up for it. And especially, I think, KD will probably be, have to do more at home than... Yeah, so I, I I think Ben Simmons, you'll probably have more handling duties at home game in home games. But I think that's the issue. You want to try and keep it as, as consistent as possible so the roles don't really change. I think that's one of the issues with Kyrie being in and out of the lineup. So, yeah, I think you're right in that he'll probably be relied more at home. But in away games, I think he'll just play defense, set screens, catch lobs, do rebounds, push the tempo. Yeah, that's really it that we require from you. Not we don't need a scorer here. Another question it is another question. Do you have reservations in terms of um? Because I, I actually heard someone talking about it on a podcast like. How are you gonna? Cl- is Ben gonna be closing games? I mean, that's the think, that's the million dollar. Yeah. No, I think with Philly it just didn't work because of the personnel. Like Embiid needed space. Um, Embiid needed he didn't need the amount of clogged up lanes he was seeing, so it just didn't work. Tobias Harris needed the space. I needed a playmaking facilitator on the perimeter to, to get him those shots. So it, it wasn't working, but I think with the Nets, he can close games because of the two offensive weapons he's playing next to in Kyrie and KD. So I think he's more likely to close games and be better for the Nets on the defensive end in particularly. But yeah, yeah, I, I think it'll be a very interesting conversation when he comes back, actually. I agree as well because... You look at one of the biggest situations that the Lakers had early on in the season, and as the season has progressed, they've never been able to figure it out, um, was about Westbrook and what, what to do mm. with him in terms of closing games. The reason why that was difficult is because you had three other players. Yeah, Tottenham lost to Middlesbrough just as a side. Yeah, you said that. Yeah. Out of the FA Cup. Middlesbrough have now got the bodies of Man United and Tottenham dangling from their buildings. Shout out to um, Chris Wilder. <laughs> For real, man, for real. But, um, yeah, Lakers struggled with that. And the reason why it didn't work for them is because of, although LeBron has improved as a shooter, he's not a shooter. AD, mm-hmm. again, and although he's a big man who shoots, he's not a shooter. Um, then you also had, um, I've forgotten who else were they saying could close. Like, there was one guard who wasn't the greatest of shooters. Like They just didn't have shooters on the court at, at all at the same time. Innit? And it was just proven to be a big issue for them. In the next situation... You could possibly have KD, Kyrie, Seth Curry, maybe, and mm. Ben Benson. Or Patty Mills still as well. Marcus Aldridge as well. You can have three mm. to four shooters on the court at the same time. You could even play Ben Simmons at the five if you really mm-hmm. want to. 
and, and have four shooters on the court. Do you know what I mean? For me, that's the conundrum that the truth is you you have to have in today's NBA, bro, you gotta have um four shooters on the floor. Mm. It's either you're dominating in the paint or you got four shooters on the court. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And that means Ben, the only situation Ben can close games is at the five. Yeah. So it's it's Ben, Aldridge, or Drummond. Yeah, you know I mean, and I think in certain situations, if the matchup doesn't fit, Ben Ben might not might not be closing games, which is a. You think you see a situation where they could use Aldridge to stretch the floor? Hundred percent, Aldridge. Yeah. Aldridge could win six man of the year or whatever. Like he's had a good season, comeback yeah. player of the year. Like he has been amazing this year. Do you know what I mean? So I would actually, I would. You gotta see what Ben Ben is about when he gets back. Mm. But right now, I wouldn't assume that he's part. Especially the last last we saw of him, he's not in a closing lineup, like early closing lineups for me right now. Yeah, I think the the, the important thing is is that with Ben Drummond and Aldridge, actually Griffin as well, there's some size there, and there's options there when you want to close in closing lineups. But I think what they'll do as well is they will make it harder on the bigger players that we'll face in the playoffs. And that's oh, something that the Nets have never been able to do. They've never been able to stop Giannis. They've never been able to stop Embiid. Or they've never been able to stop Bam. Bam has had big games against us. And what he just does is it just makes it more difficult for them. They're not going to stop them, but it just makes it more difficult. And you can throw more bodies at them as well. So I'm looking at Simmons in that regard and saying his biggest impact for the Nets will be on the defensive end. So he might not even need to be in the closing lineup for offense. He might just need to be in the closing lineup for that def- that big defensive stop we need. So yeah, I think that's why Simmons the trade is, is key for so many reasons. But I think defensively making the Nets a complete team, that's what Simmons does for the Nets. Yeah, no, look, I, I, I agree with that, in it. I agree. Let's 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 move on then from one team that has space into a team that doesn't have space in um in the Lakers. Um obviously. Um, yeah, no, look, I mean, we've spoken about the Lakers, there's a lot because there's a lot you can go into and whatnot. We could talk about the Pelicans' loss, but I think that's all boring now. I think what's interesting is that league experts and analysts and executives have actually been talking in and around the league. You know, the main guys, the, 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 the guys who own teams who who gone league experts, league experts is uh Robolenka and Genie Bus. <laughs> No, but league experts outside of the Lakers franchise. They ain't got the cojones for that. (laughs) (laughs) They're testing the waters right now. What what does the fans think? Bro, but outside of the Lakers um, front office, um, they're just basically talking and saying that, fam, if the Lakers really want to protect their future and and don't want to cripple themselves, they should consider trading LeBron and AD. Cool. I know probably the consensus will probably be that's nonsense. However, just to have a bit of fun, I just wanted mm-hmm. to see what scenarios we could come up with where if they were to trade LeBron and AD this season, what w- actually, they can't do that this season. I mean, or, at, at the, the end of the season. At the yeah, end of the season. What would the team look like? What do you think you would be demanding? So let, let's just assume, cool, let's just assume LeBron signs with the Lakers again, AD is on, obviously, and then before the trade deadline, there's... Trade A, Nadim, trade B, um, Darren available. Obviously, I'll have my trades. Um, I'll say mine as well. Trade C. Um, to help the Lakers, I don't know what where you go from LeBron and AD, but 
to do whatever you need to do to get back to competing in it. So you're basically making trades to ensure that you're competing, to ensure that you're remaining in the playoffs. What are you going for? But you... Daniel, Daniel, the premise what? is just it's just completely wrong. You don't trade <laughs> you don't trade you don't trade LeBron James and think you're gonna get better. Can you imagine? I, mean, as I said, let's have a bit of fun. Do you know how no, arrogant I that is? <laughs> it's yeah, a stupid naive, thing Exactly. Like I, I know, listen, I know you want to frame it right, but I'm just saying the premise is just wrong. Like you know who said that? If you you're God. No, no, the league expert is someone who wants to trade for LeBron and is just waiting for the Lakers to mess it up. <laughs> no, it's someone waiting. It's probably a Celtics, someone from Boston just waiting for the Celtics, the, the Lakers mm-hmm. to go back to being rubbish. To be fair, though, look, okay, cool. If I play devil's advocate, there is an argument, though, to say that if they don't, like, with the way Russell Westbrook's um, contract is constructed, and Darren, we had a conversation about this when we were at your house. It is very difficult because the issue is Russell Westbrook when you think about it. So it is very hard to move him for for, mm. for value. Yeah. And on top of that, then find the right pieces that work around LeBron and AD. Of course, after you move that Russell Westbrook contract, it makes it a bit easier because you then have money to offer to players who, like the PJ Tuckers of the world who will have a lot of teams going in for him and all those kind of players. Mm. But with that issue in mind, like maybe the only way to go around it is flipping the tables and starting yeah. all over. They have no picks till like twenty twenty seven. No, see that's 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 the general narrative. But tradable picks. Tradable. They'll have at the end of this season. They'll have two tradable picks. What, what years? Um, I think it's one for this year or next year, and then they got the um twenty twenty seven. Yeah, that everyone's always talking about. Well, uh, for me, uh, I say this quickly. The main thing is getting rid of Ross's salary. You have yeah. that. That's the main thing. Like, whatever way you can do that, and you probably have to package one of those picks to both. get rid of both and maybe picks. THT as well, maybe <laughs> and, so, and some begging just to get rid of <laughs> Russ's Russ's contract. You even take Russ. Hey, I got a deal. For, hey, listen to this deal. Listen to this deal. Yeah, um, Russ THT and them two picks. To the Pacers, because they're they're building around. You got Halliburton now; he's going to be your guy. You got, so you got, you from the you got Duarte. Give me Brogdon and Buddy. So my yeah, going to bet for Turner. Add AD and and LeBron, but Brogdon Turner, and Buddy are quite old. Though. I think. Wait, you know, I don't care how old they are. We're trying to win a chip now. I mean, the thing is, that I think people are forgetting. Like, Players are gonna want to come and play for for the Lakers. Like players, like regardless of what LeBron and AD do, like players, like will want to come and play for the Lakers. Look at all the young talent in the league. They don't want to play for the Lakers. Like it's talking about your future. Lakers' future is star players. Like and and another reason why, you know, the idea, like because I heard, I don't know if you listened to the to the podcast, Daniel. That's why um you came up with the idea. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was windy and on on the hoop collector talking about it. The Lakers. They don't own their their their. See, that's that, that's a mistake I made. They they don't have their own pick. They've got pick they they got pick swaps, so people can can take the Lakers pick, and the Lakers will take their pick. Yeah, yeah. You know I mean, so they still have picks, but just not their own. So if you trade LeBron and AD, what you, you can't tank anyway. You don't even have your own pick. <laughs> yeah. So it doesn't make any sense. 
Do you get what I mean? My my mentality is, as you said, you got to get off Russ. And I like that Brogdon, and I like that Miles, but I don't think they'll want to give up Miles Turner. If if they do, because they already gave up Sabonis, and I don't know if they'll want to give up both. But I'll, I'll do that Russ and THT for um, Brogdon and Buddy. I like that. And then maybe that's, give me one of your young role players or something I think, well. what, I think that's one of the biggest mistakes, though, from the Lakers in hindsight. The hindsight move was keep THT at all costs because we don't know what he could become. But at the end of the day, in my opinion, unless you were committing to him becoming the third best player on the team, there was no way for a guy like him to develop in that kind of situation. Especially on the current timeline. Exactly. It's impossible. When you've got LeBron, AD, Russell Westbrook, win-now situation, you want a, a young player to develop? That that doesn't coincide with one another. Like it just doesn't make sense. So it's, it's, especially the young players, yeah. the young players that have been asked to play a role that they don't necessarily want to play. Imagine with that Celtics team, that one we thought was so loaded. You're asking Terry Rozier, who's on a contract year, to play take a backseat role when he's trying to make some money in this league. He's trying yeah. to make a name for himself. Yeah, like yeah. THT Kuzma last year, these guys are trying to make a name for themselves in this league, and they're having to be okay with crashing the balls, get five points a game, be spot up shooters, play some defense. That's not necessarily what they want to do. At some stage, THT's contract is going to come up. Is it this year or next year? They paid know. him already. They're paying him. They gave him like 12 oh, a year. My bad. But at some stage... And they gave like, him a big... They, they, they paid him over Caruso, which was a huge mistake. Yeah. yeah. But he, he'll also want to prove... Okay, that money went, argument went out the window. But he'll also want to prove that he's a star in this league. And sure. how long can he continue to play this backseat role? Because he'll see other young players in the league, other young players in the league doing amazing things. Well, and, stop in there. Yeah, and no, it's just some of them are door at this time of night. I'm trying to think. <laughs> yeah, he's it's playing, making money and, and get getting all-star games. And he'll be thinking to himself, I can do that too, but I'm not getting the opportunity. So I just think... Young players next to LeBron has never been the best thing, especially young players trying to make a name for themselves. Exactly. Like it's not like a young player like a Caruso, who is never going to be a number one guy, a guy mm-hmm. that embraces his role from early. I mean, even a guy like young Delavadova, Delavadova with the Cavs. I mean, he understands his role. Those are the guys that will fit alongside LeBron. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, and that's that's why looking back, that um keeping case, I mean Keeping THC over Caruso was a it was a bad decision, man. It was a bad yeah. decision. I think it was a bad they went decision. with who has the higher upside, but sometimes it's not necessarily about that because that's, exactly. if you make that decision, then Brandon Ingram should be in the team instead of Kyle Kuzma. Sometimes it's about who fits the team that we have now. And exactly. Caruso was the perfect fit. And for, to an extent, look, I think you, you I mean it was it was gonna be really hard, but to an extent, like when you think about why they won their chip. You needed guys like Caruso, Kuzma. I think should have still remained on that team. KCP, KCP. You, you needed that. What that team needed wasn't a Russell Westbrook. If you wanted to upgrade and get a third star, you damn sure had to make sure that third star was a a, a bucket getter, a sh- someone who can shoot, someone who's who's reliable in terms of the way that they can score the ball. What they did was get a Russell Westbrook who. Is the opposite of reliable. Like, and, it gives you and, something different every night. And on top of that, I think what makes it even worse for me is that, like we we I mentioned the example of bro, this was the guy that you didn't even guard 
properly in the bubble. But if you use the last two years, the Rockets and the Wizards, as his sample size, what were his roles in both of those teams? In the Wizards team, his role was literally to be the organiser of the offence and whatnot. And, and, and to be fair, Bradley Bill had the best season of his career under Westbrook. So fair enough. Touche to, to him for that. But you have to look at the reasons for why that is. Bradley Bill is a shooter. He's a sniper. He can he can create his own shot and whatnot. Very different skill set to the guys like LeBron and AD who are are, are very very different to, to to Bradley Bill. Then you look at his role on the on the Rockets. He was literally supposed to be the second star to Harden, and when it got to the playoffs, it just didn't work. It it didn't really make sense. Harden, a ball dominant player. Russ, another ball dominant player. It just didn't work off the ball. Russ wasn't getting what he normally or what in his heyday he was getting. So. It was, it was just, it, there was no logic behind that movie. It, it really, when you look at it, and obviously it, it's it's not even a secret that people say LeBron's the one who co-signed it, who agreed to it, who said, we'll take him over the Rosen. It, it was a very emotional move. It wasn't a logical one. It was a very, you could just imagine Russ was like, come on, bro, come on, y'all. You, you, you know we can be, we, we, could, we could be serious. We know you could be serious kind of thing. And it's like, yeah, you're my guy, like, just bring me on and we'll win a chip. And it just didn't make sense. It's not that, man. It's not that, man. It's not that. It's not that. But they are where they are, man. As I said, yeah, like, yeah. on our last episode, the season's a wash. they got to think about next season, developing some young guys that can be um, key role players for them next season. Um, I mean, you need to keep a hold of guys like Malik Monk, um, see what trades that you can make. And the sad thing about the Rusty was they gave away all their assets. Mm. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Now it's like, do you know what I mean? It's 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 going to be tough to to salvage what you have left of LeBron's prime. Do you know what I mean? Which is just a sad situation. The only, the only positive, just as a last thing before you go, them is that when the season ends, you, your roster ultimately starts again, and you know what's wrong with it. It's so clear to the world what's wrong with it, and and even if you aren't able to get Westbrook off, when you build the new roster. Westbrook really needs to be content with with a bench role. He needs to be content with that. Like he, he just has to. If, if do what on the Lakers? On the Lakers. Mm. Listen, if if Westbrook is still on this roster, there's no hope. <sighs> yeah. yeah. There's no I mean, hope. I think you said you, it. Yeah. yeah, because because how are I you getting better? It, how are you getting better if he's still on the roster? Bro, that only my point is because of that salary, they just have to rebuild and reconstruct that roster, bro. Yeah, but you don't with what only minimums. You think you're reconstructing a roster? You're not reconstructing that roster. They, they're not. They no. thought they thought they they thought they had a championship winning roster with minimums in the first place. Yeah, and they didn't. And they, they didn't. Yeah, I think. Look, to be honest, yeah, I will still go back to last year. I think they overreacted to an issue that they didn't have. Hundred percent. You got no. Yeah. No, 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 Nadim, no, no, no. I said this, fam. I said. All of us said it. Yeah. Huh? We'll agree with you. Yeah. No, no, no. The example that I brought up in the, I think it was the last episode or two episodes ago. I said, fam, LeBron was literally MVP trajectory before he got hurt. When when LeBron and AD were actually playing together, and this is when AD was stop, start, stop, start. They were still the number two, number three seed in the West. Like they were still up there. Do you know what I mean? So I, I didn't understand why there was, and it was, and even when they faced the Sun, they took the eventual NBA final finals participant participants to six games, AD on like one leg 
was still dominating. The only reason why they ended up losing, in my opinion, is because AD couldn't play. Like, do you know what I mean? When yeah, it came they, down to the Were they 2-1 up in the series? They were 2-1 up. So No, nah, I don't think they ever were leading. They were, they won the second game. No, nah, no, nah, they weren't because the Suns won the first two games. The Suns won the first? I thought the, I thought the Suns won, won game one and then Lakers nah, won game one. the Suns won okay. the first right. game, guaranteed. Yeah, no, for yeah, I was yeah, I just think they overreacted to an issue that it didn't have and thought, oh, we need more star power, we need more. And maybe maybe Palenka didn't. Maybe it was as you said, maybe it was LeBron that you know was like, Oh, I need to get Russ on the team, let's get Russ on the team. And I'm looking and I've seen all the reports about LeBron not being happy with Palenka and and AD and LeBron saying you need to make moves before the trade le- deadline. Like, to be fair to Palenka, what could he have done with the Rust? Like, you're pretty much handicapped and literally no picks. Your salary does pretty much go to three players, and one of them is barely doing much in Russ, and another one is injured half the time. So, what could he have done? Like, what was he expected to do? Like, who was he expected to trade for? And of course, he made the mistake with the roster, and and he will have to bear a lot of culpability with this. But I don't get what the Lakers thought they could do midseason. Like, there, there isn't really much apart from buyout, buyout, buyout stuff that you can do. Yeah, mainly because everyone knows Russ's value is so low. So yeah, that is the point. They're gonna they're gonna and try and drink knows, you. Everyone and look, people don't the Lakers and the Celtics. People don't want to make trades with them, especially because they'll come and they'll take your star player. So but when what, you're what, down what, in the dumps, what makes it even what exactly what you just said? Yeah, please. when you're down in the dumps, they're going to make sure you stay there for a long time. So the next time you call, say, "Oh, do you want Russell, Russell Westbrook?" They want to hear an apology. They want. They want your wife. They want your husband. They want whoever. They want. They want your house. I want a fancy holiday. Whatever you have, I want it because I'm going to make you pay for what you've Literally. done to this league for a long time. Yeah, that's why I think they'll have more leverage in the off season, isn't it? When everyone's revamping, it's around the draft period when everyone's in love with prospects and assets. Do you know what even, I mean? So even then, still, because I can't. You can't tell me there isn't like a conspiracy theory against the Lakers in this league. I feel like all the GMs and the and the owners really talk and say, "Look, we're not trading." There is, bro. Bro, look at yeah. what look at what was rumored with the whole AD situation. Yeah, like, in other circumstances, you don't give up that much for AD, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Yeah, like, I think in 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 an, in another world, like to be fair, they were willing to give up those guys for AD anyway. But I think in another world, you do get to keep a guy like Lonzo. For example, because Brandon mm. Ingram was probably the centerpiece of that of that trade, mm. um, and uh, look, I mean, the Lakers could do with a guy like Lonzo. He's a good defender. He's an improved shooter. Mm. Far from him. I'd even argue, yeah, I'd call him a three and D guy. Like, he is like, basically now. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So I think, yeah, I think the, the issue the Lakers had with those young guys, and look, you made that trade for AD ten times out of ten. Like it, it has to happen. But yeah, but obviously they weren't on LeBron's timeline at the time. But now, if you look at it now, they probably are, and they're probably ready to go. It's just that LeBron didn't have time to waste, and Lakers didn't have time to waste. So, I, I get it now. Just looking back on it, you thought, ah, if you could at least have kept Lonzo, Alonzo, if you at least him, you'd have been able to do something now. But they've got like a, a huge job in the summer because they are going to have to get rid of the contracts. They're going to have to literally get rid of everyone bar LeBron, and. AD and start from zero again. And, and they, they want to go back to the top. This is what they're going to have to do. Yeah. No, I hear you, bro. I hear you, fam. I think, fam, 
I mean, for, for everything we discuss, I think unless you've got, you might have got something you want to discuss, burning desires, we can leave it there. Last topic, fam. The potential, the comeback, the pen, but the potential, I'm bugging. The potential. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he said the potential. The <laughs> potential comeback of Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course, of mm. course. I was, yeah, like, let's, let's, let's go into that a little bit. Obviously, they're saying that they, they MPJ could be back by the end of March, and Jamal Murray could be back just before the playoffs start, so around that Chris Paul timeline. Uh, but obviously, he hasn't played any basketball for a while. Um, but what what could that mean for the Nuggets, who have like Jokic has kept them afloat? You're adding um, Jamal Murray was an All Star, if I'm not mistaken, and MPJ a future All Star. He wasn't. Jamal Murray didn't make it. No, he's an all-star caliber player, though. He's yeah, but he never made player. it. Cool. So two potential all-stars in, in Jamal Murray and MPJ. Like, what does that mean for that roster in terms of where they can go in the West, in your opinion? I think the, they're definitely a sleeping giant, the, the Nuggets. Definitely a sleeping giant. Um, But the issue I have and the reservation I have, you don't want to bring Jamal Murray back too soon, in it. Do you know what I mean? Especially if it's um only for the playoffs. Like, you've got to give him some time to ramp up it's a couple regular season games to get his rhythm. Uh, it's not even a couple. I need about 15. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? Like, 10 minimum. Is, yeah. This is no, like, small injury. This is an ACL. ACL, yeah. You yeah, can't yeah, just yeah. come back from an ACL and start playing playoff basketball. Exactly. That's high intensity, long nights, and you're trying to, what, and people be targeting him on D, fam. Exactly. And that's straight now. I, I, for me, that's one of the reasons why I, I seen, I've seen the news and I'm not like jumping for joy at the Nuggets being in the in the Western Conference Finals because is there time to really ramp things up for these guys where they can be in some sort of rhythm? I can play at least 25 to 30 minutes a night in the playoffs. I don't think so. So as much as it's nice for them to be back and hopefully for next season, they can stay healthy and the Nuggets can be back for next season. But for this season, for me, it's just too soon. Like, you watch Clay with the Warriors. Clay's had a bunch of games. Like, he's had most of the season to get healthy for the playoffs. So, I think he'll be fine. I just think it's too early to be playing high-intensity basketball. So, I just, yeah. It depends on when they come back. But I just, I'm not looking at them for this season. Even MPJ, I think it was back surgery again, right? Mm. Yeah. Listen, can't play around with that stuff, bro. Yeah, like, and his his ones his back problems are quite peak, like yeah. Like, bro, he's had them since uh, college. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So listen, you he, bro, he didn't even play in college because he had back surgery. Played one game. I, mean? so, I think yeah. he played played two games in college. One was the one where he got his back injury, and then the second one was the one where he came back in the NCAA tournament, but they got knocked out. I think. Yeah, fam, you can't be, you can't yeah. be. Oh, that was one of the reasons why he didn't even go high in the draft because of his injuries. Injury. If problems. if he was healthy, top three, he was the number. No, he's the number one. Like it wasn't a doubt. Like he Bro, was the number one. They were saying it like literally, he was the number one pick, fam. And who would have got MPJ that year if they, if if they went sons, sons. I mean, but I mean to be fair, they're, uh, they're probably happy with that. Yeah, they're probably happy with they got, but can you imagine. Know. Hey, you got a little, you got a, little, a young Cam Johnson there. Cam Johnson's a hooper. Yeah, I like Cam Johnson. He slept on still. Yeah, since since Chris Paul's been out, he's been hooping. But um, yeah, I think I think you know maybe bring them back, but not not. You can't rush them into playoff basketball, mm. man. But I trust the Nuggets though. They know that it's a young team. 
yeah, I mean, you gotta have a big picture um outlook on it. So yeah. um and Matt Malone, man, one of the best coaches in the league. So I trust the Nuggets as a team, you know, Cronky. Cronky don't play around and that on job. When, when it comes to NBA, <laughs> Re- Re- reigning Super Bowl champ and that. Fam, when it comes to his American sports, he's he's on it, fam. He's Full investing. Time. He's investing exactly. in, he's investing in the red team in London. He's investing, he's doing his best. Whoa. I don't know about that, bro. I don't know about that. <laughs> it's looking it's looking a bit in Denver and in LA, it's looking the investment is looking well, a lot more. I bet I better not evident. I better not I better not start bantering these American moments because we could even have one soon, fam. <laughs> you, <laughs> <laughs> you could but, have one um, Middle East guy soon. You never know. Fam, if, 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 if we that's what the bread's when we get one of these Saudi owners, fam, bro, crazy, crazy times. <laughs> crazy times. But nah, man, fam, we'll leave it there, man. It's a good episode, good episode. A lot to discuss. Obviously, spoke about the Lakers, the Nuggets, the Heat. Um, I'm actually happy we got to touch on a lot of teams, didn't it? Instead of like focusing on maybe some of the main teams, um, there are a lot of other teams. There's an episode I want to do on focusing on the teams that are rebuilding and which rebuilding team we think could have the biggest growth spurt next year. Because I'm actually looking at that Pistons team and I look at I like them, but it's been a while because they've been having high picks for time, they need to pattern up now. Like, do you know what I mean? But, yeah. Aye, and the T-Wolves uh, team now uh, are uh, uh, primed. Definitely. But I saw some article, some NBA analyst was saying he thinks the T-Wolves have the best starting five in the league. I was just like, interesting. I wouldn't go that far, but <laughs> I think they can make a jump next year. Yeah. I feel like DeAndre yeah. Russell has become very underrated. Like, he's very but it's underrated. he's got a different role now and he, he's, he's subscribed to that role. Like, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, man. But, yeah, we'll talk about much more... Um, but as on the court, I um, appreciate you guys. We out. <laughs>